Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. This is Geek Therapy Radio. What do we wait for? And now, your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger. What's going on, my geeks? Welcome to Midweek Geek here on Geek Therapy Radio. As always, I am your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger, showing you around, showing you around the museum of our minds. Here's an exhibit. Here's an exhibit. Here's an exhibit. Just a curator. I'm not an expert in any one of these exhibits, but... I know enough to have some fun, but that's where you guys come in. If I miss something, if I misspeak, or maybe there's some more information that needs to be added to any of these exhibits that I show you, by all means, especially if you're watching on YouTube or a format that lets you have a comment section below, let me know. Fill in the gaps because this is a resource where we share knowledge. It's all about sharing knowledge here on Geek Therapy Radio. All I'm trying to do is try to spark something in you. But if you're an expert on anything that I talk about, please comment below. Or if you're just listening to the podcast, go on to Facebook and leave a comment on my Facebook page. It's Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook. So this week's Midweek Geek, I wanted to talk about something that I've kind of been thinking about for a few weeks here, uh, it has to do with Apple. Uh, is Apple's uh, back up against the wall? Is Apple in a in a position to where they either need to innovate or die? What does Apple have up their sleeve? And before you decide to stop listening to this podcast, or uh, maybe you think this video is not for you because I'm talking about Apple, maybe specifically. It's not really specifically about Apple, as you'll see in the end here. It's kind of it kind of uh, applies to a lot of different aspects of technology that may or may not be following suit, kind of what Apple's doing, because Moore's Law, as we well know, is slowing down. As of 2019, where Moore's Law used to be since the 60s, up, around about a doubling in processor power every 18 months to two years. Right now, we're at about a doubling of CPU power about every three years or so. And case in point, and this, uh, this applies to the Apple argument I'm going to make here. Intel has been having a really hard time with their 10 nanometer process. We are up against such a wall here with Moore's Law that experts expect a, an altogether slowdown by the early 2020s. That means unless something revolutionary happens in uh, CPUs and computing before the 2020s, we pretty much will stagnate. Uh, for instance, I have in my main PC at home, I have a 4790K, an Intel 4790K. I've got it overclocked to, you know, 4.8, 4.9 gigahertz. Uh, the 4790K, if you're still rocking a 4790K from 2015 in your gaming setup, you are still doing just fine. CPUs have not advanced that much since 2015, at least on the Intel side. They have, you know, since uh, AMD has come out with Threadripper since then, but that's really just catching up to Intel. Threadripper isn't as good per uh, core as Intel. Um, 
But that's the point is CPUs and processing has slowed down so much that if you're still rocking uh, an Intel processor, for instance, from 2015, you are still in really, really good shape here in 2019. And arguably, you may be in pretty good shape into the early 2020s. Um, so in response to this slowdown, what you're seeing is what I call the core wars. It's just Intel adding more cores to their CP, their consumer CPUs. That's why you have uh, now you have six core CPUs in laptops. Uh, mobile. You know, what I'm saying is mobile six core uh, CPUs that have wound up. And I guess this is where we're going to get into the Apple argument here that have wound up mm, kind of biting Apple in the butt. And we will get specifically Apple here. In 2016, Apple rolled out their new MacBook Pro design, the super sexy, super sin, uh, super sin. Yes, super sin because of throttle gate and everything like that. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but super thin, super sexy, super aesthetically well-designed uh, pieces of hardware. And at that time, in 2016, Apple wasn't really expecting Intel to hit such a roadblock. They were basically expecting this 10 nanometer 10 nanometer process to to take hold and to have the small, efficient, less hot chips that they could put in this new sexy thin design. But has that happened? No. Last year, MacBook Pro famously the two, uh, 2018 MacBook Pro uh, 15 inch tried to cram the i9, the six core i9 processor in there. And that's how we got Throttlegate. That slim design that Apple designed in anticipation of smaller uh, nanometer, smaller process Intel chips wound up biting them. So they had almost no choice to try to stay competitive with their competition on the, on the Windows side. They tried to cram in the i9 to that thin little chassis. Six cores. Of what is it for? Is it 14 nanometer? Is that what uh, I believe that's? I believe that's correct. Correct me if I'm wrong or if I don't correct myself in the uh, when I edit the video. Um, but it's not 10 nanometer. It's not 10 nanometer. So we have these big hot CPUs in this thin Apple chassis that puts Apple in you know stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. And I foresee it going one of three ways well really two ways because there's one thing that's for certain if macbooks stay with their with the design and the chassis that they have now these new ninth generation intel mobile cpus with eight cores you know the uh, 9980hk or the 9880h those are eight core 16 thread processors there is no way Apple is going to be able to cram those things inside their current MacBook Pro design. The thermal limitations just will not allow it. It can't work. The laws of physics won't allow it. It's not even about engineering. It's that in that chassis, currently with their uh, heat dissipation setup and heat sinks and everything, they can't do it. They can't handle it. They will be If they try to do it, it will be severely throttled, just like the i9s in there right now, and may even struggle to achieve base clock which is what happens with the i9s we have in macbook pros right now so there's no way an eight core chips going in there no way so apple has 
like I said, one of three choices, and we're going to eliminate one right now. One of them is just for Apple to fail. Which, and I, I've heard some some people in the in the tech space allude to this that maybe Apple's going to fail. Maybe this is the 2019, 2020. This is just the year that Apple falls behind and fails. No, no. Apple is worth. They hover around a trillion dollars. That's what the company is worth. Apple's not going to fail. It's not like someone's just going to flick, you know, flick the off switch on Apple this year. So we can eliminate the uh, idea that this is the year because of the new eight core mobile chips that this is the year Apple officially falls behind and they fail. That's not going to happen. Apple's not going to fail. So I'm not saying that Apple is too big to fail. Nobody is too big to fail. But there has to be a succession of things done over and over to assure the failure of Apple. They are not a small enough company to where one failure or one mishap is going to bring them down. MacBook Pro and these eight core Intel processors aren't going to be what brings Apple down. They have to make a succession of failures and mistakes to bring themselves down. It's not happening this year. So we've eliminated that Apple will fail this year. Not happening. Don't listen to anyone who says it. It will because it's not. Not this year anyway and not so soon. So it leaves Apple at a very exciting crossroads here. And I think Apple's going to go one of two ways. Matter of fact, I have been in the market for a uh, a Mac laptop for a little while now. I've, I've been considering getting a MacBook Pro 13, uh, maybe an Air, uh, uh, just a regular MacBook. But I've been holding off. Because I don't have, I have an iPad. The only Apple device I currently have right now is the sixth generation iPad. I don't have the iPad Pro. I've got an i, i uh, regular iPad, nine point seven inch. So I think because of the nature of the show I do, I should have a Mac device that I use regularly. Right now, if I use a MacBook, it's either here at work, I'm tinkering with my bosses, or I might go to a recording studio somewhere and might use a, a Mac on that end. I don't use Mac OS in my day-to-day -day life. Am I familiar with it? Yes, I'm familiar enough with it. Am I familiar with Apple laptops You know, to a certain degree? Yes, because I do use them and interact with them uh, a fair amount throughout the months. Uh, but I don't own one myself, and I think I should own one myself. But since Apple is up against this crossroads here, I've been, I've been holding my money. I have not jumped on a 13-inch MacBook, 15-inch MacBook Air, anything like that, because Apple is up against such a wall. I think they're at this exciting crossroads, and they're either going to do one or the other this year, and I'm waiting to see. Because if I'm spending money, it's no surprise that... It's, you know, it's not news that Apple is significantly more expensive uh, than the com competition for the same, you know, spec for spec on the PC side. So this year or soon, very soon in the next couple years, either either this summer with their new what they typically announce products in the summertime. So they're either going to do it this year or, or sometime soon. Apple is either going to 
not dramatically redesign the MacBook Pros to accommodate the new 8-core processors because guess what? They're either going to use those new mobile 8-core processors or not. And that or not is something that is very uh, speculative and exciting to me. So Apple's either going to make a new chassis for the MacBook Pro to handle the thermal requirements of the new 8-core chips. That means they might make it a millimeter or two thicker, which I'm all for. And believe me, I think I speak for almost every pro who would probably buy a MacBook Pro in that we would rather have a thicker device that can thermally handle the components inside it adequately. That is no stretch of the imagination to where we would we would we would gladly take an extra millimeter or two or whatever so that we can get every ounce of juice that we're paying for out of a six core processor, let alone an eight core processor. Throttlegate could have been avoided if the boffins over there at Apple would have just made the the uh, the cooling solution better able to handle the six core i9 chip. No, but they kept it. They didn't want to do it. For one thing, it's expensive. A whole redesign just for one refresh of an Intel chip. That's expensive. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But I think they have no choice now. To handle these new 8-core chips, in, if they're going to stay with Intel, wink, wink, they have to make a bigger chassis to handle it. Apple has to change. I'm not going to say innovate. They have to innovate internally. They have to innovate for themselves because on the Windows side of things, PCs are, are going to handle these eight core mobile chips just fine because they can just build bigger chassis and better heating uh, cooling solutions. Apple's all about design and sexiness, so they have to come up with something that's sexily designed but can also handle the eight, the output of the eight K eight core chips. So this year. Apple's either going to redesign the MacBook Pro, maybe. There's been rumors and speculation about a 16-inch MacBook Pro. Who knows? Um, or Apple's going to have to ditch Intel entirely. No, they're not going to go to AMD. AMDs don't run any cooler than Intel's. That's for darn sure. If they're not going to go to Intel or AMD, who else can they go to? Mmm, the plot thickens here. ARM, ARM processors, Qualcomm, something like that. We know that Apple has been hinting at, and they have mentioned that they would like to get off of Intel chips altogether by the early 2020s. Is 2019 the year they do it? Maybe. We've seen the power, the capabilities of the iPad Pros in their, what is it, A12X? Bionic chips I have, they have in there, and that they're bringing some full-fat desktop applications to it. I think they're going to bring Adobe to it. Oh, what's the other one? I think it's a CAD program. Don't quote me directly on that, but they're bringing full-fat desktop versions of programs to the actual iPad Pro. It's not just app versions. It's not just stripped-down mobile versions. So, 
will the new MacBook Pros either in 2019 or very soon here is 2019 this this the this the year that they switch over to their own in-house chips, their own in-house CPUs. For those of you who are younger, Apple used to make their own uh, processors. Uh, when did they switch over? I want to say in the 2000s or so, they switched to using Intel. Um, but Apple's no stranger, historically, to making their own processors. Will they return to form here in around the early 2020s or even this year in 2019? That's to be seen. If they do that, if they do that, my... Here's one reason why they would do it. Apple's also been been uh, on the hunt for a unified Mac ecosystem. That means no more Mac OS, no more iOS, just one AOS or Apple operating system. That means on your iPad, your iPhone or your MacBook Pro, you're using the same operating system across the board. We know that Apple wants to get to that level of integration is the first major step forward towards that end happening this year in 2019. Is it happening this summer? Possibly. Very, very possibly. Um, that is not so far-fetched. My concern is, and forgive me if I sound kind of uh, ignorant for saying this, but x86 programs. Um how how would you you know i'll use a good example here pro tools and adobe premiere both of those softwares both of those programs work on windows machines and for on mac machines apple machines if they go to a proprietary cpu will Premiere, the conversion process, will it have to be written completely different? Are there programs that will not be able to run on Mac anymore that could run on both platforms? And I'm pausing here because that, that's a real concern. You know, you can't just, for instance, you can't, I can't install Pro Tools on my Android device. It's an ARM, it's a Qualcomm chip. I can't, you can't do it. It's a completely different architecture. So how would that affect architecture and programming and making programs in the future? And will you not be able to run certain programs that you've relied on in the past if Apple goes to their own proprietary chipset and CPU? Who knows? An interesting uh, side note to all of this is that Windows, Microsoft has been has been porting versions of Windows 10 to ARM for a little while now for I mean, at least a year or so. But as I understand it around now, most of that is just, it's basically ARM processors emulating the x86 environment from Intel processors. It's basically an emulator. It's just based an ARM chip running an emulator, Windows emulator. Um, will that change over to native? I, I know they're still working on making it native. Um, but that's very interesting. If Microsoft has been already tinkering with ARM processors and tinkering with that architecture, could they have already been in cahoots with Apple this whole time? And the reason I bring that up is because if Apple goes to their own proprietary uh, chipset based on the A12X or 13X, whatever they're going to call it, what about boot camp? 
you can install Windows on a Mac rather easily. It's very hard to install Mac OS on a on a PC. You need it's just a it's a nightmare, but you can do it. I'm just saying it's much easier to install Windows on a Mac via boot camp. So if Mac goes to its own, Apple goes to its own processor, own chipset. What about boot camp? Are they just going to eliminate the ability to run Windows altogether on Apple devices? Which makes me go back to that point I just I just made. Perhaps what if has Microsoft been in cahoots with Apple this whole time behind the scenes, porting a version, making a version of Windows 10 that will run, you know, flawlessly on any proprietary CPU that Apple has up his sleeve. And that could be revolutionary. It's revolutionary because if Apple starts making high end desktop uh, class chipsets and, and CPUs, that will change the game because it's no longer a struggling Intel. It's no longer AMD. Now you have player three entering the match. Very interesting. We could be in a revolutionary time. And who, what, what effect is that going to have on Moore's Law going into the early 2020s? Could these new, uh, this new, these new chips be so power efficient and, and so much more powerful? Is, does Apple, is Apple sitting on, Pan, not Pandora's box necessarily, but are they sitting on a Moore's Law revolution? Quantum computing? I'm not saying it's necessarily quantum computing or something like that, but something has to change drastically and revolutionary revolutionarily <laughs> for uh, Moore's law to speed back up again for us to get doubling and processing power every two years, every 18 months again. Right now, like I said, it's at three, three years or so is Apple. Do they help? Do they hold the key to a revolution and a re-energizing of Moore's law? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, back to my point, and we'll start wrapping this up because I know this is long, guys, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of concepts kind of to get to here, so I appreciate anyone still uh, watching this because I know if you're listening to a podcast, you may still be listening to it. People tend to listen to podcasts a lot longer than they watch YouTube videos, that's for sure. But when I was saying that Microsoft could have been in cahoots with Apple this whole time behind the scenes, by the way that they're dabbling in ARM processors right now, that much we do know, and Apple has said that they want to go to their own proprietary CPUs in the very near future. Could Apple and Microsoft have been working the whole time together behind the scenes? Do you remember the NVIDIA Shield tablet? You do remember the Nintendo Switch because that is still relevant. Uh, but the Nintendo Switch is powered by an NVIDIA SOC. It's, that's the X1, I believe. Don't don't exactly quote me on that, but it is NVIDIA assist NVIDIA SOC powering the Nintendo Switch. A few years before the Nintendo Switch came out is when NVIDIA released the NVIDIA Shield tablet and portable and Shield TV. But I'm talking about the Shield tablet specifically. I still have one. It's still wonderful in 2019. I think... That was NVIDIA's testbed as they made the pitch to Nintendo to buy NVIDIA chips to let NVIDIA power um, the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo had used ATI. ATI is not even around anymore uh, in the past. So basically, in NVIDIA rolled out this kind of uh, 
it wasn't beta. It wasn't. We weren't the testers for it. But they released the Nintendo, or the they released the Nvidia Shield tablet as a test bed to see if it would work in tablet form and be powerful enough and run powerful enough games or whatnot. And it was probably it, it was their like live pitch to Nintendo. So I don't think it's far fetched that Windows releasing some devices even now in modern day uh, some some tablets that are running windows 10 or two in ones running windows 10 on an arm based processor on a qualcomm processor windows is already tinkering with arm processors microsoft is already tinkering with arm processors have they been tinkering with apple this whole time that's interesting to think about so i think 2019 this is the year this is my prediction that Apple not necessarily changes the game, but changes their game. If not, they have to make MacBook Pros bigger and thicker to accommodate the new eight-core chips, which I'm all for. I am all for making a bigger MacBook Pro to handle eight cores. That would make complete sense. And I guess that wraps it up. But what do you guys think? I, I, I put out a whole lot of information here. If you're watching on YouTube, let her rip in the comments below. What do you think that Apple has up their sleeves this year? Do you think I'm maybe kind of even in the same in the same county of the ballpark here? Maybe not. Yes or no. If you have a different opinion, let me know below. If you think that there's some truth to what I'm on about here, let me know below as well. Throw a like on there. Uh, please consider subscribing. I'm on, I'm on my uh, hunt for a thousand subs here in 2019. So if you even consider subscribing, that means the world to me. If you're listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, it's the same here. My message is the same. Please be good to each other, especially yourself. Embrace your geek thing because we are all geeks about something, no matter what it is. Cross-stitching to bodybuilding to remote control cars to building gaming PCs. We are all geeks about something, so embrace it. Be good to yourself. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you guys in the next one here on Geek Therapy Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.